Uh, yeah, this man doesn't give himself enough credit at okay. all. Uh, I mean, he's the reason we kind of got introduced in the first place. This you know, is big facts. I mean, it's as extroverted as I am. There's moments when I'm so dialed in that I become very introverted. And that music video shoot was a very surprisingly introverted moment for me. Right. Um, so he was just walking around, introducing the scene, you know, introducing himself to other people and what we were doing. Um, but we've been doing business and, you know, we've been close friends for a long time as well. So I learned from the science side. He learns a lot of the real estate side from me as well. And uh, hopefully he can help you guys out. Over here. Yeah. So, so how does a laboratory scientist get his hands in multiple things like real estate, crypto, um, investing, like, yeah, how did all that happen? So I think it's just in the name itself, you're a scientist. You run many different experiments, have to try different things, look at different things, right? Um, but also it just comes from my background. Um, where we went to school, we were just around lots of people that did really cool stuff. Uh, so I just gained a really good base on understanding of different things. But I just knew, like, my core thing, though, was always science. Um, I was always passing or organic chemistry, biology classes. Um, even when I was a young kid, I used to get hurt all the time, and I would be the one fixing myself or <laughs> fixing other people. So I, I, just knew I always had a knack for healthcare. Um, but yeah, but just being a young guy, I've, I've always wanted just to try and experiment with different things. So um, yeah, that's how I get my hand into all these different things. So you've done a lot of different projects, right? Land, raw land, Airbnbs. I don't know where to go, but like, like, what? Which one is is your passion, or which one did you just gravitate to? You know, naturally. Yeah. So definitely, I started off more with the science space. Um, like so as a kid, I was just always really good uh, at science classes. So I knew I wanted to at least be like a doctor or work somewhere in the medical space. Um, but obviously, we you know, it's still a very salary cap style pay. And um, I really, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, be a business owner. So I knew I could maybe do something within that space. But in the U.S., we just have so much red tape around the stuff. So I was like, well, you know what? That just takes more years to get there. But let me put a little bit of emphasis into other things that can build that capital and that cash flow to like run a hospital system or run a laboratory system because it just takes so much capital to run such a thing. So that's how I dabbled into like investing crypto and stuff like that. And really the way it started was, um, let's say probably back in my freshman year of high school, I was always buying Jordans, selling sneakers, yeah. Nike SBs. Go broke baby. doing that real Bro, quick. I remember, <laughs> I remember his dad calling him. I could hear him on, over the phone yelling at him about a credit card bill. It was like two grand. Yeah. <laughs> all shoes. Yeah, all, yeah. Yeah, all, uh, it was uh, Supreme back then. Mm -hmm. It was also ah, it was Supreme drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could hear him yelling in the background, trying to cut him off. And he still made money off it, but his dad was like, "This is not sustainable." I could just hear him yelling <laughs> in his Nigerian accent, just yelling at him over the phone, over and over. But he still went on to do that, and he, I think, he took that that same entrepreneurial mindset into real estate. Yeah. Uh, and then starting his own lab with the COVID testing and, and a lot of different things that the, the foundation's very early. Um, for the entrepreneurial mindset. And I think if you capitalize that when you're young, it kind of propels you into different aspects, whether you go into crypto or real estate investing or financial investing. Mm -hmm. It's that very introductory aspect of being an entrepreneur that starts it. So that, let's go back to 2013 when you really started, you know, dabbling into crypto and in a, in a really an unknown um, currency that's out there. Talk to us about, you know, what you've seen over the last, you know, nine, ten years. Yeah. So when I started back in 2013, 
I mostly started with Litecoin. Uh, back then, they were saying like you know Bitcoin is for the cartels and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm I'm a good young kid. I'm not trying to touch Bitcoin. But I was like, let me go into Litecoin. So. You know, in high school, we have like a few 20, 30, 40, 40 bucks here and there. So I threw some money into there and every single day it was just like 50, 50, 50, 50. I was like, oh, this is like, this is good money. I just like in the morning, wake up and buy. So I started just to really uh, study more, more like into it. And so I thought, hey, this is a whole different like way of like using money and different way of like living up your life. Um, so in 2013, that's when, when I first started. And I've always just been a buy and hold person, buy and hold, buy and hold. I'm never really into the whole technical analysis, uh, trading, I think that's for, for geeks. <laughs> it's too much work like that. But definitely the space has changed. It's been a lot more mass adoption, which is really good for a lot of people. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been a really good way for people to make more money, uh, to really utilize their money in a lot of better ways. And it's just a future of, of the currency, like, you know. Do you think Cause a lot of like it's out. Like everybody knows about crypto. Yeah. Um, is it gonna go anywhere? Oh yeah. Like, do you think it's not gonna go anywhere? No, I'm asking. Like, is it is crypto gonna like no, 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 no longer no longer be in existence? No, it's here to stay. So if you're um, if you don't know, the SEC has actually started doing filings and doing their compliance work on on stable coins, which are USDC and USDT. So now the SEC is saying, hey, hey this is an actual currency and we're going to have to- Major like, banks as well. To, to use it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, exactly. And that's one thing that nobody really ever talks about. They don't tell you that, hey, the banks are really into this right now. So, But because of that, is it? it's not as sexy as it was and you know up till this point, right? So I know a lot of people want to get away from, um, what's the term called? Uh, yeah, fiat currency, yeah. right? Like, do you feel like with the government stepping in, especially the U.S. government, right, that people will start to go to go to something else? Like NFTs are huge right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm again. <laughs> so, yeah. like, this is like where we split on that end is the the crypto, the NFTs. But he's a firm believer; he makes money off it. I tell him, hey, bro, if I give you this money for that, turn it into something, because I have no idea how yeah. to market or how to like navigate any of those markets because they're just. Yeah. They're so, especially the NFT side, it's still such a very so that's what, that's what it is. Like there's like so people, there's only like a certain amount of people that really get this shit. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I'm trying, I, I get it like globally. I understand it, what it is, but like to get in and make money, like I can, I can buy and hold and you're making a little bit here and there, but like you seem to be a person that really knows it. So, I mean, do you see it still being around forever? Oh, a thousand percent. So when it comes to like the NFT space, um, yes, everybody makes money in like crypto, like buy, buy and holding, they buy like a meme coin and it shoots up, they make a million dollars, great. But the real actual utility of like an NFT is it gives you access into certain networks and, and certain groups. Um, I know a lot of people are familiar with the Board API Club, right? The bases and stuff like that. Yeah, of course, it's like $200,000 to buy a, a picture of a JPEG. But think of the other people that can afford to buy those kind of things. So the way that the Board Ape Yacht Club works is, hey, you buy this, this NFT for 65 Ethereum, right? But now that, that gives you a ticket into a club with other people that can own this kind of um, asset. So now you have guys like Post Malone, Future. Um, there's some real wealthy estate guys, and wealthy people, and they host meetups once, twice a year. So now, like, imagine like the Vision Lab. Hey, we own board eight number sixty four twenty five. 
hey, we're on the on the list. Hey, we can go out to Dubai and hang out with future, uh, you know, like all these people and just talk and mastermind and build that way. So that's the real utility of a lot of these things. It's like a pay to play on Yeah, but then, and obviously, yeah, if you buy it when it first comes out, I like one Ethereum and then there's a lot of hype behind it. Celebrities are buying it, basketball players, football players are buying into it. Then yeah, you can catch the swing of it of like, hey, no, it's, it's worth Before it becomes public, almost like an IPO. Exactly. everything on the financial side of this. Yeah. It's almost like catching it before it goes public. Because once it goes public, it's going to be saying, very difficult exactly. to get a hold of it at the floor yeah. price. Yeah, exactly. So another thing that you're in, Airbnbs. And I have a huge affinity for Airbnbs as a yeah. business model. I, I love it. I think it makes a shit ton of sense. How would you get involved in Airbnbs? So I got into Airbnbs because of Matt, actually. Um, so I moved down to Call Station where I became a lab manager for a laboratory down there for the past year and a half. And so I, had, I got this. Well, first off, Call Station is a cheap place to live. Um, so the amount of space I got down their computer here was almost three times the space. So I have like a two bedroom apartment, like almost down square feet. And it's just me there like, by myself. So I had an extra bedroom. He's like, hey, dude, like you work all the time. You're hardly ever there. Why not just rent out the second bedroom? I was like, okay, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. Like, you know, I'll look into it. Still not sure about wanting to have like random people in, in the house with me. Um, but now then as I started to uh, do the travel con contract, I'm no longer at my apartment as often. I was like, well, hey, you know, I'm very, I have nice art, like good furniture and everything. It's already set up to be like a rental. So I was like, hey, you know, let me just put it up on Airbnb and see. And literally from day one, we just have bookings after bookings after bookings. Um, and he sent me a picture of his profile from like day one before he booked and he already had the whole month booked out. Like 80% occupancy rate for like full price. In a college yeah. town. In a college town. Yeah. In a college town. For a regular yeah. apartment that people, you know, can go rent for 12, 1300 a month. They're paying hundred bucks a day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I, I did out there. And, I, and, and since I do own like other assets around the, I'll say the, this continent. Um, <laughs> this continent. <laughs> he's trying to, bro, he's trying to be, he's trying to be cordial and like humble. That guy's got like a penthouse in Guadalajara. It's got like amazing views and it's on Airbnb and it's just, it's insane. Like yeah. what they've been. How'd you get, how'd you get tapped into Guadalajara, Mexico? Yeah. So the way I got tapped into Guadalajara, Mexico, um, it's a very, it's a long story, but long story short, <laughs> Um, almost like an, an NFT, I bought it to an NFT and that got me into a group of people who are really, really wealthy guys. And so just, uh, you know, just studied with them a lot, uh, hung around with them a lot. And then also I'm a very international person. I like to, you know, be abroad. That's where like my, uh, affinity lies. So we, they were like, Hey, go and visit some friends out in Mexico. Just like go and hang out. And I went there and I love the city so much. Um, Originally, my family were from Nigeria, so I used to live there for about six years, and um, we haven't been uh, back in so long just because of like work and schooling and stuff like that. But when I visited Mexico, it just reminded me so much of Nigeria. I was like, wow, I loved it. The streets were the same, the air was the same, the, the way the people acted the same. So we, I went there twice just to visit, hang out, have, have fun. But the third time I was like, wow, I can like really afford like a property here because you know it's the Mexican market it is a bit more affordable <laughs> to get into. Um, but the returns uh, on that you get and the quality of the property you, you get down there is so much better than over here. 
Really? So, um, yeah, I took For the, the price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I took the risk. I was like, hey, you know what? Let me just, you know, invest in a little apartment here. And yeah, I picked it up. So um, that's like my little vacation getaway. But then when I'm not there, we just put it up on Airbnb. And uh, luckily, once again, through the, the people, the network is a really big thing, right? So luckily, through the network, I have some guys that I can go down there, clean it up, make sure it's running smoothly while I'm not there. And yeah, that's how I got into the Mexican market. Yeah, yeah, that's fire. That's yeah, fire. It's nice. Good to bring him back for a full show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The whole city from it's, the top floor. There's a there's a helipad at the top. You feel like you're like you feel like you're a billionaire. When we you're there. we <laughs> will be talking <laughs> offline more about this. Yes, sir. Man, we appreciate you stopping in. Thanks you. Thank you, man, for bringing us. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tune in each and every week to the Vision Lab on Tuesdays at 11:30 Central Standard Time. I'm Cuff. That's Mo, Aaron, Matthew. See y'all next week, y'all.